and welcome to the Clubhouse. This week we hear from Englishman Matt Wallace. It's Brooks Kepka. Uh, I just wanted to welcome you guys to the Golf Monthly Podcast. My name's Thomas Clark, and unfortunately, I'm on my own this week. So instead of boring you with my thoughts on golf, I thought it would be good to hear from one of the pros. We spoke recently to Englishman Matt Wallace and discovered a huge amount about his career, moving up through the tours to make it into the world's top 50 players. He also describes what it's like playing with Tiger Woods at the Open. So sit back and relax and enjoy the interview, and I'll speak to you again next week. Start. Uh, looking back at your career so far, three years, mm. third year on tour? Third, yeah, third, is it year? third year, maybe third. Uh, yeah, I think third, yeah. How, how do you um, how do you summarise how it's gone so far? It's been pretty... Uh, it's difficult to, to actually gauge how, how well it's gone, because it's obviously gone unbelievably well. Um, but I'm in a position now where I feel like I, I want more. Um, especially probably this year, um, even though we've, we've still got 10 events left, I feel like I've kind of plateaued a little bit in the last two months or so. Um, so you feel kind of a little bit disappointed. Um, but if I look at the bigger picture and look at how well I've actually done, um, it's gone pretty well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What would you say um, has been the biggest change from... When you're playing on the Alps Tour, mm. um, it's been quite a meteoric rise, isn't it? What, yeah. what was there? Is there something in your mindset that changed? Yeah, I think so. I get asked worse? that question a lot. Oh. Like, how, how, yeah. how have you done that? How have you yeah. become who you are when you're on the Alps Tour and you can win and sort of stuff? I always believed I could win. I always knew when I was selling myself to sponsors was like, I can win. I know I can win, just help me get to these events, please. So I was very fortunate at Moore Park that they gave us um, some sponsorship and when I won, I gave it back and then I used whatever I had left to go and play the rest of the tournament. So I had to play well to be able to play the last few tournaments because the money that I had wouldn't wouldn't really cover the year. So it was that, that added pressure that a lot of people don't don't see and don't get. But it's how you, it's how you, kind of front that, yeah. which is important. It's just a fact. Yeah, you're going to be under pressure. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. You're not going to be staying in the nicest places, and you're yeah. not going to be playing the best courses. But if you can overcome it and then gradually progress, you're going to be harder for it. And uh, it's definitely helped me out massively yeah. to where I am now, where I'm playing the best, biggest tournaments. We look get looked after like royalty. It's amazing. And I have to pinch myself sometimes. Like I pinched. I played with Tiger last week in the Open Championship, the yeah. first two rounds. So um, it's come full circle, and it's it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, we'll come on to yeah to the Open in a sec. But have you got um, a big support network around you, like family? Uh, yeah, family, uh, girlfriend. She travels with you. She does more now. Yeah. Um, she obviously didn't do when. I was on the Alps tour and stuff and Challenge tour and then first year she hardly came out. But now she does and I, I like having her around because it can make me switch off. Um, but then Chubby and Graham and ISM have been there pretty much since the get-go, since yeah. I got out on tour. 
Um, so they're a great support network to have. Um, and Rocky as well, he's been there, seen it and done it. And that's why he's my coach. He's not just my swing coach. He's, uh, he helped me, he's helped me out massively um, in situations where I wouldn't have been before. And he can just give me a bit of advice to concentrate on my game and worry about my swing and stuff because other people don't care about how I'm doing really because it's got to be myself so I've got a great support network around me and um, I, I feel that's a massive advantage to why I've done what I've done here. Um, I remember Tommy Fleetwood actually saying in France when he won he had a great team around him yeah. um, so I knew I needed that yeah it's very important yeah. Was there was there a specific moment, whether it was on the Challenge Tour or the Alps Tour, where you just thought, this is it now? A one moment, maybe one event, maybe uh, not necessarily winning, but you just thought, that's what I needed. That's well, Portugal, the first event when I got an invite uh, into the event because my category wasn't good enough yeah. um, off the off the Alps Tour. Chubby got me the invite, and it was a co-sanctioned event, so it was a huge event if you were in it on the Challenge Tour, big event because. The money was like triple uh, and you can make a huge jump on the challenge tour rankings if you played that event and did okay and luckily for me I had the best week scoring wise probably of my life probably not playing wise but scoring wise because I shot 10 under the first day 7 under the second day so I was 17 under for two rounds and I was like okay and then third day I knew I was going to have a bad round somewhere and luckily, my third day was my bad round and I shot level par. So I didn't drop backwards. And then the last day, I shot four under. And um, that was me solidifying and going, right now I've, now I've kind of made it. As much as Portugal was the one that helped me get to where I needed to be, India was the one where I was like, okay, that wasn't a fluke. That first one, I've proper made it now. I'm actually okay at this game and I did it in a fashion where yeah I I, I did it on a hard, really hard golf course really really hard yeah, and then to do it in a playoff where I hit perfect drive perfect four iron under all the pressure that you can possibly have and two putt birdie for, for the win so I remember just sitting in my hotel room that night after I had a curry um, <laughs> with Dave and Graham and a couple of other guys um, I was up for three or four hours just answering my messages. So I was up until like three o'clock in the morning just answering messages, seeing social media. Yeah, not because of the curry. Seeing social media, what it was said about me, and it was just phenomenal. It was everything that I'd wanted my 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 first win to be like. But because the first win in Portugal wasn't as big as India, the one in India was just huge. Moving up, well, I wanted to ask, you started golf relatively late, yeah, before you went to Jacksonville? Yeah, you Jacksonville University, yeah. 18 when you started taking golf seriously? Proper seriously, yeah. So, I played, yeah, I played county golf and all that stuff. And the problem with that is I was playing with the likes of Tom Lewis, James Watts, Tom Shabbol, all phenomenal England golfers. Tom Lewis is obviously going to be was probably the best in the country at the time for my age and uh, I just knew that I wasn't good enough I knew that he was better than me I knew that he was going to be the standout player so 
to me, I felt like if I'm not, if I can't beat him, then I'm not going to beat everyone else in the world because he won't be the best player in the world. He'll be the best in the country, yeah. and there'll be loads of them that are like Tom. So I never thought I could be good enough until I really started to dedicate myself and go, do I want to do this? And then I figured out ways to get better, and that was really when I turned pro. That I learned from other professionals. Um, it's probably the best thing I ever did was turn pro because I learned on the Alps tour from the likes of Jason Palmer, who was around for a while, managed to get his Challenge Tour card through the Alps tour, European tour card, play the US Open, chipping it one-handed and stuff like that. Guys like him, other players as well. Um, Just uh, learning from those guys was massive for me, and then take it myself, yeah. understand it myself. Where were you when you when you got the draw for the Open? Then when you, I saw some of your tweets. Hey, yeah, I was sitting down in the hotel that I was staying at, at the Bushmills in, and I actually got a message from some of the Sky team saying, "Have you seen the draw?" And I was like, "No." So I knew something was up. I was thinking maybe Ricky Fowler or Rory. Even Rory would have been a massive draw because of his home. Probably not Rory. I didn't think Rory. I think Ricky Fowler, I maybe saw Jordan Speed. But then I got another message saying, have you seen the draw? So I was like, no. And then I started to think, oh, okay, something's up here. So it must be Tiger. And then it came out and it was Tiger. And I was like, okay. I just, I was excited more than anything. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't running through things in my head saying, oh shit. I was excited and I already came up with a game plan strategy straight away was that I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch him. I'm not going to shy away because I want to watch him. I've heard other people say, oh, I didn't watch him because I want to come to my own game and it messed me up. Nah, I want to watch the guy. He's my hero. I want to watch him play. And um, I did that and I didn't shy away from what I wanted to do and how I wanted to feel. So, yeah. They say that you should never meet your heroes. Was it? Was it? Was it a good experience? Brilliant, brilliant. He's, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, he was obviously not playing great, and I don't think he felt brilliant. Um, I didn't want to ask him. I didn't. I hardly watched some of his shots from the fairway, um, but I did kind of see them. Actually, I saw them, but I didn't watch his reaction. And a lot of people were saying that his reaction was like he was hurting or. But some of the shots he was taking were pretty poor for him because I know, for anyone really, but for him I know pretty poor. Short-siding himself a lot. Um, yeah. But it was amazing to play with yeah. and we had a chat a few times. Um, I asked him what football team he supported and he said Barcelona because of his uh, his son, which did disappoint. I said, if you ever want to come to... Old Trafford and Manchester and, and then you and then he said yeah I'll come but then he's, he did say are they any good anymore and I was like no and then he goes what happens when you get demoted I was like what relegated he goes yeah um, I said he said are you anywhere near that and I said not yet <laughs> so, but he, uh, he knew what it meant and he knew who Man United was a lot of people have made a little bit of a, a story out of it there's, there's actually nothing there um, it's the timing of, I'm starting to understand a little bit of journalism I understand when the impact is made most is in certain times so 
to make that story the impact the most was that on the Wednesday like when I'm grouped with Tiger. So um, he came up to me and told me that he'd done it um, in the week after what happened in Germany. And I'm not saying he's wrong. Like, I'm not saying what he said was wrong. Yeah, maybe I could have been banned for what I did. But overall, what actually happened was Keith Pelly had a look at everything that he saw. He had a team around him that had a look at all the feeds, the world feed, European tour. And there was nothing in it to, that is not normal to what other people maybe do with their caddies. Dave knows exactly what went on. Um, we both made an error. Um, a lot of people don't know what he said and what I said. And in the end, we came up with a, a bad decision that we both spoke about. And the one person that I need to be okay with what happened that day is Dave. And he was. And we hugged out after the round. And I haven't had to come out and say that sort of stuff to anyone because ultimately it's Dave and I, it's a decision. You know, it's if he's okay with me doing what I did there, then fine, we can crack on and move on. And what Pete was saying, he didn't know the story either, what's happened. He's just caught on and heard or whatever. So he said what he said. So if I had done what people had said I'd done, then absolutely, but I didn't. So he just said, came up to me and said, I said it then. I don't take anything back from what I say, but I just wanted to let you know that I said it at this point, not on Wednesday. Because if he had said it on the Wednesday, I'd have been like, well, that's a bit, a bit annoying. But I had nothing really to say back to him. I said, listen, Pete, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Dave's okay with it. We're the two only people that really care. I know what I need to work on, and I'm working on it. Um, Is that and he, with Steve McGregor? Yeah, with Steve and his wife as well, uh, Suzanne, who's a sports psychologist, psychologist, therapist and stuff. So he didn't say it directly to me. He actually said back in the day when I was like that, he sh it should have been, I would, I wish someone would have banned me. So it's come out as though they should ban, they should ban, they should ban Matt. Yeah. Well, he also showed me something on uh, that he did with a newspaper talking about Rory's chipping, and said they need to take the flash speed out of his hands and stuff because he he swings it too fast. And then they write in the in the newspaper that Rory's got the chipping yips. Says Pete Cow and sort of thing. Oh, he's too flash. That's it. It was too flash. Yeah. So it's not about that. It's actually flash speed with the hands and the club. So it's understandable. Like I wasn't. It didn't actually bother me, um, and that's why I was quite happy to talk to him. I was frustrated at the, the timing of it coming out. That was more that bothered me. But I had way worse uh, than what Pete said. Um, it's just the fact that I guess Pete's well known and people will listen to what he said. Um, but again, I can't. I can't really say it enough is that the one person that I made sure that was okay uh, was Dave and he was absolutely okay he was he wanted us to win that one I wanted to win it we both came up with bad decisions on the 18th and, uh, and it's something we've worked on and we've worked on it since then so it's been better it's very difficult to find passion and fire in some players you know um but it's all about control. Like, the three, four years when I was first out on tour, I had all the passion and fire you could see. But because I wasn't on TV, a lot of people didn't 
notice it. And yeah. then when I started winning, people saw the passion and fire. And now... It's trying to feel like you want people trying to knock you down now. That yeah, a little bit, because I've because I've been a little bit more successful. But I'm on TV a little bit more. I'm in feature groups and stuff. So I understand. I understand that I'll, I'll have more eyes on me. I've lost the the fire a little bit in the last couple of months. Um, obviously, with a bit of bit of negativity and disappointment on something um, that takes a little bit out of you. So you're trying to be a little bit better that side. It might take a little bit away from the fire and the passion. Um, but this is why I think this break now and this bit of time off will help me find that out because I don't want to be finishing 14th and 50th in majors and that's not that's not me uh, but you've had some high finishes I'm gonna yeah 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 they were good they were good um, what's, what's the next level because I know you've been very confident in the past you, you know you've gone toe to toe almost with uh, Brooks yeah I've seen first hand what it's like yeah you know, to get across the winning line there yeah. so what is it is it a mental thing is it yeah it's all mental because my game, my game's good enough. Yeah. Um, I, when I play with him at uh, Pebble, I mean, phenomenal player, it's the best player in the world at the moment yeah. by a mile. Um, but I think the reason why he does that is because of his mental side. Yeah. Relentless, yeah. just. But I need to be Matt Wallace to do that. I can't try and be Brooks Kepka. I can't try and be. Over the last few months, I might have tried to be other people than myself. So, a little bit of soul searching. Yeah. I've never really understood what that meant. Um, but a little bit of soul searching on this holiday to actually figure out myself again, get back to how I was last year. Yeah. Very well. One last quick one. I've yeah. Got to ask you about the Ryder Cup. When does that come into your thinking? Is it already in your thinking? It's there. Obviously, I think it'll be there. Hopefully, for the rest of my life. But it's. Um, I touched on it last night again with Chubby when we had our meeting about how we think everything's going and I said about Ryder Cup and he goes, "You, if I get back to finding Matt Wallace, finding how I play my best golf, finding that fire, finding the passion, controlling it, um, Ryder Cup will be a byproduct of the good golf that will come from that. So I'm, it's quite easy for me to know what I need to do um, and that is get back to being myself um, someone looking in from the outside, you look yeah. tailor made for a, a Ryder Cup. Yeah, um, it, it I, I'd I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it, and the more I talk about it, the more I want to be in it. Um, but I know that I can't just rock up and, and make the team. I've got to play well, and that starts from Wentworth onwards. And I want to win tournaments. I want to win tournaments. I want, and a Ryder Cup is a tournament in itself, and it's one of the biggest ones in the world. So do you have to be? Yeah, I've got my PJ Tour card, yeah, okay. for so, next year. So the plan is to play more. I I don't know what my schedule will be yet, but I'll do probably similar to what I did this year, which yeah. will be a bit of both. And you think if you were to play in a Ryder Cup, you find that nice balance with getting on well with the American crowds? Like yeah, I think I do. I think I I like giving I like giving it back to them. I like yeah. giving them something. Yeah. Uh, I remember that the PGA. I hit a shot really close on 15 and the, the crowds behind were going mental and then I, I tapped it in and then yeah. threw the ball in they were going crazy. Yeah, so like they, they do, they like, they like 
they like people who aren't robots yeah. and they like normal people and they like people giving something back yeah. whether it be good or bad because yeah. uh, I think Pulse is really liked over there but yeah. he's also kind of like a, a joker in the pack as yeah. well to them where yeah. they can give him and they know he might bite so but I'm I'm very much I do get on well over there I do enjoy the crowds I love playing over there yeah. um, but I know to get in that Ryder Cup I've got to play good golf yeah. so because I played good golf last year and I didn't make it so I need to do extra Is there a question of you see, you mentioned you plateaued a little bit is it a lot of that sort of tiredness the travel, could be the could be um, I'm learning this my first year doing first, both yeah, so right. I mean I can't write it off I think I've I think I've dealt with it really well I felt I felt good I felt strong but there's, there's no doubt that it's going to have a, some sort of effect on my game. Um, but what is good is looking at my results from last year in this time of year. And I had like six missed cuts or five missed cuts in a row. And then I won again in Germany. Um, so I haven't had those missed cuts this year. I've only had three. I came back-to-back Masters and Hilton Head and then Saudi. So three missed cuts is pretty good, I'd say. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back. I'm already itching now to play again. Yeah. Talking about it, I want to. Even though I'm going on holiday now and I'm trying to switch off, yeah. I just want to. I want to find myself again. I want to find the the push that I have. You can switch off easily, yeah. I don't think I will. No. Um, I'm not a very good switcher offer. But Chubby said it will take me a couple of days to get over it, get over the anxiousness of wanting to get yeah. back and improve. Uh, but once I'm out there, yeah. I'll be able to switch off. I'm sure.